Okay. Today, Bola and I will be talking about cryptocurrencies implications on other currencies. Bola Dewumi, who has been following the crypto market since 2017, has seen and experienced the crypto market's crash and the bull run. I am looking forward to hearing more about Bola's journey um, into the crypto markets. I'm Bimbola, an energy analyst, sales manager, and a data scientist, and I love spending time with friends and family when I'm not podcasting. Well, before I continue, I'd like to acknowledge the support of Pace of Invest, a global financial advisory and wealth uh, management firm based in Germany, France, and Nigeria. If you're looking to create generational wealth and understand how to manage your finances, do contact the Pace of Invest team on paceofinvest.com and their Instagram page, Pace of Invest. They offer services to individuals and corporate bodies alike. Well, I'd like to welcome you listeners to Empowered by Blue Citron, a podcast where we discuss journeys, lifestyle, culture, and more. Well, Bola, welcome back. It's good to Thank have you. you. Yeah, thanks for having me back. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah. you know, the last time we talked about, you know, crypto markets, cryptocurrency, cryptography, basically the technology. Uh, but today, good thing about today is we're getting to actually do this on a video. So we get to uh, uh, share our reactions uh, with our listeners and our viewers. Tell us, what are the implications of, you know, um, uh, crypto markets? I'll say more of cryptocurrency on traditional financing. What's, what, what, what are the implications? Okay, so I think, you know, um, really, to really um, enjoy the journey of the mm-hmm. conversation, okay? Like with every house, you have to go back to the foundation, okay? You need to understand, you know, get a good foundation and understand, you know, how you can build a really nice house and then later mm-hmm. jazz it up, you know, put all the cute things in the decor. So the best way I would say is if we take a step back, okay, and say, okay, why do we even have these things in the first place? What what started all this issue of cryptocurrencies? Okay, because later there were so many things that we realize that cryptocurrencies are trying to solve. But if you don't know what the problems are, you don't know the value Absolutely. of those solutions. Okay. So I, I think, well, you know, um, what I have in mind is let's, let's take a trip down memory lane, first of all. Okay. So let's go back to the basics. Okay. And I, and I think this way it will help all the listeners who later join and really don't know much. And they can go right down to the basics. So, we talk about cryptocurrencies, but let's talk about, first of all, what's currencies? Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's go back. And more interestingly, money versus currency. Okay, so this, this is something that is one of the things that cryptocurrencies are trying to solve, the difference between money and currency. Okay, so in simple form, what's currencies? Currencies are a form of exchange, you know, for goods and services, it's a unit of account because you can count it. You can stack up your, you know, one one pounds, one one dollars, and co. They have, you know, units on them. They're portable. You know, you can carry them in your pocket. You know, oh, well nowadays we all carry cards, but yeah, it's durable. You can divide okay. it. Ten pounds, you can break it down into one one pound. Okay, just the same way you can break one bitcoin down into another piece. And co. 
So you you see the similarities as we go. Why they call Bitcoin and other cryptos currencies, and why they are, they they are felt to be better than the old currencies. Okay. So another thing which is important is what we call fungibility. Right. Fungibility. Fungibility is a term used to say, okay, we can replicate it. So I can have one dollar bill. You can have one dollar bill. I have one dollar bill. It's exactly the same. You have one pound note. I have one pound note. You can replicate it. It's 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 the same thing. We can print several of it. Okay. And if you hold it, some and I hold some, they have the same value. Okay. That's what we generally refer to as fungibility. That's really important because when we start to talk about NFTs, non fungibles, we'll understand the difference. Okay. Yeah, cool. I, I was I was thinking about that. That's why I, exactly. I picked up so, my pen to say, okay, this is interesting. Okay, so this is why it's good to go back to the basics first. So when we build on the more complex stuff and we're explaining it, it's you know it's it's so much fun. We know what we're talking about. Everybody understands us. Okay. So now, what's largely the difference between then currency and money? Okay. So money is all of that that we just mentioned, which a currency does. Okay but also it is a store of value. Because basically what is money? Money is a conversion of, a, it's like a store of the your energy or your output as a person. You go to work, you spend eight, nine hours, okay, of your energy and time, and you're paid back something, which is supposed to be the equivalent value of the energy you exercised, okay? But we receive that currently as currency because we're paid for it. Okay. Yeah. The difference yeah. is currents, the value of currencies are going down, but the ways to put in the same energy, the same number of hours. Okay. So money, ideally, because we've already used that energy, we should have the same value when we receive it that doesn't go down in value. And that is what money is meant to be instead of currency you'll understand as we go along it, yeah, you know it's, 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 it's but it, it, you know it's a fascinating world now i would recommend to everybody watching and everybody who has an interest in the future you know just you know life and you know um, financial institutions and also cryptocurrencies to um go and watch um, a gentleman called mike malone from the history of money he has various episodes on it and co so um Quite a bit of these basics, you know, are taken from there because um, I've done it intentionally because people can go back and refer to that and listen to, you know, longer videos and, you know, things like that. So that's basically, you know, that. Now, governments use money, okay, and the supply of money, okay, to control various things in the environment, okay? So the interesting thing is governments print money, okay? When they print the money, how do they get the money to us? They get it to us through banks. This introduces now the banking institutions, okay, into the mix and the flow between governments and the people. We have the financial institutions. And this is how, when we have money, where do we put our money? We take it to the bank, okay? When the government raises interest rates, those interest rates, okay, come to the banks. The banks look at the interest rate and say, okay, if we're going to loan you money, okay, we have to pay interest rate to the, to the government. So we're going to add our own interest in it because we have to make money and then they loan us the money. So this is the flow. 
Okay. This is this is you know in a simplistic manner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. So now let's get on to some interesting things. Now, um, way way back, an interesting a gentleman called Addison Wigan, who worked for I believe it was a newspaper called the Daily Reckoning, was given an assignment to go and review all currencies, fiat currencies, and what happened to them. And he discovered by the time he'd gone through all of the currencies that started with the letter A, and it went to all the currencies that started with letter B, he'd gone through 600, and all of them had gone to zero. Interesting. Exactly. He hadn't even gone to C, D, E, F, and Co. Okay? So the question is, if we have money, sorry, if we have currencies, okay, mm -hmm. and the governments have issued them to us, okay, in every country, Nigeria has Naira, the UK has GBP, the US has USD, why then does the value go down after we've done the work every day of these currencies? Okay, cool. So that brings us to an interesting point where if I work, I don't want the value of the money in my pocket to keep going down. Okay, so people felt that, okay, one of the best ways historically to hold value of wealth wouldn't be in a paper currency but in gold which is one of the reasons why gold okay is popular especially when there's inflation or other things happening okay and that's because people feel that gold is a store of value okay because gold over the long term the value really goes down it was it's an upward trajectory so it holds value. The reason why the price goes up is because we feel that it's more valuable to hold it. So we're outbidding each other to pay a higher price mm -hmm. for it. The interesting thing is, what has happened is throughout the history of time, since the Egyptians, when gold was first introduced as an exchange, a medium of exchange, it actually started with gold, literally in, in the days of Egypt. Um, What's happened is every time there's been inflation or prices have gone crazy, or you know, something crazy has happened in the global markets, investors go to gold and buy gold. So eventually the price of gold goes up until it matches the price of the rate of inflation. Okay? Which is why a lot of institutions and people who were extremely wealthy back in the day used to have stockpiles of gold. Okay, that was the store of value. I've mentioned that because now we call Bitcoin the new gold, digital gold. And we'll, I'll explain that as we go further. Why Bitcoin is referred to as digital gold because it's felt to be an improvement on gold as a store of value. Okay, but at least first we understand, you know, part of the original thinking. Okay? Behind it, yes, absolutely. Behind it, exactly. Before we, you know, fly to the moon with some of the, the more you know wild <laughs> yeah. and interesting things that you know um we you know that we'll talk about so the question is why does why did people feel that they needed to have this gold this store of value okay and this is largely because of certain things that happen like i said it's been found that every um currency that has not been backed by something e.g gold Okay, has eventually gone. Devalues, yeah. Exactly. Right. Okay, yes. Now, 
let's give an example of why some of this happens. Okay, if we understand why some of this happens, then we understand what cryptos are trying to initially were trying to solve. Because now there are so many new things that crypto is doing, apart from just solving the issue of currencies. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the world of cryptocurrencies. Okay, so if we look at it this way, where every time, so we know that governments print money, they use money to do certain things within, you know, it's a medium of exchange, and governments control, largely control the usage of money. Okay. But unfortunately, um, sorry, the usage of currencies, see, we even, I still, you know, mix them up, you know, the terms, but, you know, for the benefit of everybody, we, we kind of get the understanding. So each government will print their own currency, okay, and they use it to manage various economic things in their countries. But what happens is you have the value every year that a, a, a country generates. Okay, which sometimes we measure by um, our GDP, you know, and other, you know, metrics uh, of value of, of as a nation. Okay. And somewhere along the line, the amount of currency in circulation is supposed to reflect this. This value that is generated by a country. Okay. But a lot of times what happens is when there's a crisis in the world, okay, for example, when there was the credit crunch, when there's COVID, governments all of a sudden need money like overnight the basically they need to like print more money exactly. didn't that happen last year in the u.s yeah 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 so but, but the question is they're printing money at yeah. a phenomenal rate far mm-hmm. beyond the value that is generated by the country yeah okay so now you're saying so now we have that okay all of a sudden the government, okay, is spending more than the country is creating as a value. Yeah. So we have what's referred to as deficit spending. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And that's basically where the government is spending more than it's creating. Okay. So in order to do this, what does the government do? They just print. Okay. But so the question is, if the government just prints, let's say the government prints twice the amount. Okay of what they had before or three times okay the value to you in your pocket is still the same so yeah all of a sudden all this money is is there okay and what happens is all the goods and services the prices basically expand in cost to fit the ratio of the inflation that was created spending which is why you see that property previously Okay, might have been worth um, a hundred thousand, but just because of inflation, it's now worth two hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. But the house is still the same; it's still the mm-hmm. same number of bedrooms. Okay, yeah. the loaf of bread hasn't increased in size; it's still the same size. Mm-hmm. The tomato isn't four times the size, but it's four times as expensive over years. Okay, so this is as a result of the excess printing. Okay, so now. One of the things that's happened over the years is when this happens, okay, so example, it was found out that in QE, when QE started, okay, so much money was printed that the cost of food in poorer countries, especially those that earned less than like the value of like, um, I think $2 a day. Or maybe or less, okay, or less, especially especially in underdeveloped countries, okay, Mm -hmm. the cost of food went up so high okay 
that it went over the tipping point and we had the Arab Spring rising and the overthrow of governments. Okay, so I'm, I'm mentioning this because it now brings in underdeveloped nations, the challenges that underdeveloped nations have when we have issues with currencies. And what's been found out historically is that when the cost of, and during the time of QE, QE1, I think just after QE1, the cost of food worldwide went up by 60%. And it's been found out historically that there's a tipping point when the cost of food, the ratio of the cost of food that we spend, the money we spend, goes over 40% of what we earn, people tend to revolution because it's gone it's gone too far. Yeah. It's happened at the time of the French it's Revolution. Problem. Yeah. Problem. Okay. And we and the effect is seen more with poorer nations, which is why we saw the uprising in poorer countries. Okay? Good. So you only why how is all this important? Okay. Remember, the currencies are controlled and the print of the currencies are controlled by each individual country so they can print as they want. Digital currencies, cryptocurrencies specifically, okay, that are not controlled by governments, okay, cannot be manipulated in this way. For example, Bitcoin, okay, this is one of the things that caused about the rise of, you know, the popularity and the interest in Bitcoin is that it has a fixed uh, number of coins that could ever be produced 21 million after that that's it that's no it. no government can say oh i have this issue i'm just going to print money no, there is yeah. no exactly okay so literally it becomes a better version of money I see. I see. okay yeah so these are that's one of the things that bitcoin the craze of bitcoin attempted to solve and these are how basically how the traditional financing has been operating yes yeah. yes now so so let's now talk about bitcoin and gold so okay. people historically felt that gold was a better store of value and therefore more better as money than paper fiat okay that's that's what was felt but also one of the reasons was because over originally paper currencies were backed by gold mm-hmm. okay previously on the 20 for example on the 20 dollar bill okay there was there used to be something written that um um it something like oh what was it now the bearer redeemable by the bearer uh uh um, on tender, something like that on tender. So basically, okay. if you took a twenty dollar bill and you took it to the bank, boom, and said, mm-hmm. "I like this value in gold," they would have yeah. to give you twenty dollars value worth of gold, right? Because it was backed by that value of gold. Mm-hmm. The UK coins were called shillings, mm-hmm. silver shillings before, because it had silver in it, so the value of that one shilling. Over time, what happened was when the UK wanted to pay for World War One and World War Two, they extracted the silver from the coins, melted it, used it to pay for those wars. And therefore, what we now have is metallic alloys as coins. There is no silver. 
Got you. Okay. The U.S. When the U. So it no longer holds its intrinsic value as money, because what was valuable in it has been it's removed. It's no longer there. Yeah. It's no longer there. Okay. The government did that to pay for certain things. Okay. So now it's just a coin, which is worth less. The physical material is worth less than the value written on it. The same thing with paper. After the Brenton Woods Accord was sort of broken, America basically could not afford to back. So that's a whole nother thing. We could talk about that. Another <laughs> you know, so a, but I'm, I'm giving a crunch summary. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so that we understand the premise of mm -hmm. what has brought up this whole new realm that we're going into. So basically, at a point in time, after World War One, World War Two, you know, and everything, at a meeting in Brenton Woods, okay, the French realized, oh. You know, when all the nations come, came together, they realized, oh, we can no longer be supporting, basically, the U.S. dollar, quote unquote. Okay, so they wanted a new monetary order, and what happened, basically, at the point in time, is all the countries told the U.S., we'd like our gold. Okay, you know, and so the U.S. could not provide all of that, which was which would back the amount of U.S. dollars which was in every other country. So if every country took their US dollars and said, okay, we'll put it on the table. Let's have the value of that, of gold back. The US couldn't back that. So therefore, there was a new arrangement made where every dollar wasn't backed by the equivalent of gold. Wow. Exactly. <laughs> so this is, this is really the history of money, okay? So you can see how money that was backed by an equivalent value of something. Yeah. Okay, that value was removed, and I've just given an example of two different currencies, which are two million currencies in the world. Yeah. So basically, what we're holding now is paper. Moments of truth. <laughs> <laughs> Moments of truth. Okay. Yeah. So, so let's jump forward. Okay. So we're now in a point where, okay, we now know that the currencies don't have gold backing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now let's move that aside for a minute and let's go to gold itself. Now, how is gold created? Gold is created, okay, when a star explodes. Basically, you have a supernova event, okay? And one of the byproducts of this is gold, okay? So to us, typically, historically, we only have, you know, when technology was, you know, at a particular level, okay? And, you know, we wouldn't think to the stars or to the universe. Yeah, yeah. Okay? We assume that there's a quote-unquote finite amount of gold. Mm -hmm. See the similarities in the school of thought? A finite amount of gold, like a finite amount of Bitcoin. Yeah. But we thought that when we look at the Earth. But that doesn't mean outside the Earth there isn't gold somewhere. Possibly in Jupiter. Yes. Exactly. Because if another star explodes somewhere and as yeah. you know, humanity yeah. goes beyond the earth, mm -hmm. they may find likelihood there could be a whole asteroid that's just solid gold. Yeah. You know, or just small bits everywhere. So gold therefore is not as finite, potentially, quote unquote, as Bitcoin. I see. I see. Hmm. See, this is where we now say Bitcoin is a new gold. Secondly, if you had $10 million, your worth was $10 million, and you wanted, it, you wanted it to be safe, I'm going to put it in gold. Where are you going to put the gold? In your house? 
how much space would you require? It's not portable. You know, as a medium of exchange. Yes, it's a medium of exchange, but it's not portable. Whereas you can hold $10 million worth of Bitcoin electronically and just walk out the door with it on your phone. You see, and that electronic bit is what a lot of people have challenges with, isn't it? Because they believe people want to feel, do you understand? Yes. They want to feel, they want to hold. What they, they value, they more they Exactly. So it's that electric part of thing. It's, yes. that's, that's what yes. a lot of people can really... Get their heads around. Yeah. Good. So this is why, I'm, you know, we're making an effort to un explain these basics because if you can't get your head around that, it's going to be a bit. You, it's going to be harder to transition to get your head around some of the other use cases of blockchain technology. Okay, other cryptos, NFTs, and the multiverse, which are now the applications of all these basic technologies. But we first have to understand why they came about. Do you understand? Okay. So. So these are part of the reasons why Bitcoin is felt to be better than gold and why Bitcoin is referred to sometimes as digital gold because it has all the properties of gold which yeah. people used to love but it's better and easier to handle. So people talk Bitcoin, Bitcoin, which is exactly what we're using as an example, right? But it's not just Bitcoin, is it? Exactly. So I've started with Bitcoin yeah. because it's the easiest one to start with. Got you. Some of the other currencies don't have a fixed supply. Got you. But they still use as currencies. So it's important to know what those the other characteristics of those currencies are, which is what we sometimes use, sometimes refer as tokenometrics. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, or um, are they used as governance tokens? Mm -hmm. you know to control the operation you know or the voting that's done with regards to how that cryptocurrency okay or that technology should evolve right so we're first starting from the grandpa currency or the granddaddy <laughs> currency and as we go along we'll evolve it yeah. okay good so now let's 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 jump forward further right. so now we understand the difference in currency and money mm -hmm why people prefer gold but now why people prefer bitcoin okay but we've also seen we've also talked about governments banks and the people how you know in a simple very simple way how this money kind of flows so why does it affect the banks okay now we know okay governments normally control currency okay with cryptocurrencies okay e.g especially um the decentralized cryptocurrencies okay like bitcoin but so basically when we say decentralized it simply means there is no central authority okay which is um, governing or controlling is the better word controlling the printing the using or the manipulation of that currency that's what we refer to as decentralized whereas central is that there is one body either a government or bank you know um, a group of banks eg imf you know or you know monetary institution that would control it 
Okay, so that's that's you know just so that the um, viewers are you know understand that. So here we are, where we have um, a cent, you know a government prints. Okay, they use the banks. Okay, to transmit this money, you know, to the population, and all the other things that happen. But now, I can send money to you. So if you wanted to send money to me, oh, pastor, because you're so rich. Okay, you just want to give me money. Okay, so you decide half your wealth you want to transfer to Gola because you're in a happy mood. <laughs> so a happy Saturday. <laughs> it's a happy Saturday. You can send me the rest half on Sunday. <laughs> so you would send it through your bank. Okay. And depending on the amount of money, you would decide whether you're using faster payment, backs or chaps, or you know, some other, you know, wire transfer, whichever, you know, depend on the limits. Okay, because with faster payments, there's a limit. For example, for those of us in the UK. For backs, if you're using backs, you know, as a medium of transfer, you know, there's another limit. Or if you want to really send me big money, maybe you'd use chaps, you know, other things. So you would use one of these channels, which the banks, okay, and other financial institutions have set up, okay? And these are centralized institutions. Now we simply have peer-to-peer, -peer, what's called peer-to-peer, you are a peer, I'm a peer, okay? Basically we're at par and you transfer me that money, okay? It didn't go through a bank. A visa didn't go through a visa. They didn't get a commission. The bank didn't make any money off it. Nobody made any money off it. It was a clean transfer of value from you. To, I almost said from me to you, but no, it's from you to me. Okay, I, I'll take your money. <laughs> I'll receive your money. So now, so that has that has happened outside of the banking system. Traditionally, banks would make money. Now, when that money comes to you, it comes to your wallet, okay? You are your own bank. Traditionally, banks used to make money off what's referred to as float, okay? So the money that you have in the bank, okay, is there. And there is a belief that, okay, you're not gonna come, all the customers who've kept the money in the bank are not gonna come on the same day to all collect their money. Otherwise, the bank would crash, okay? Now, there's another thing. Banks were typically allowed to borrow more money out than they actually held, which is very worrisome, okay? So basically, it meant that money was just basically ones and zeros to an extent, okay? So that, but that's a topic for, you know, another discussion, but just to give an example as a, you know, so what happens is they would have that money, they would take that money, and then on the other side, they would loan the money out to other people. They would make more money loaning it out. For example, they'd give you 2%. Back then, it's less now, I think. Um, they give you 2%, okay? Then they'll loan it out to somebody at 17%. No, of course, I'd take the, the margin. Exactly. The margin is goes to the bank. Yeah. Now, you can loan me money from pair to pair of in, in a decentralized world without the banks. They don't make that money. Mm. That spread. Mm. So therefore, just from that example alone, their revenue structure is decreasing, okay? This is apart from even where you have cases where- They won't uh, like that. They, won't. they wouldn't like that. They wouldn't like that. So this is actually just one example of how 
the, the pressure which banks have been feeling. For example, checks. Previously, checks would take three days. Well, three to six days, depending on you know um, uh, which country, um, you know where it was going to, and things like that. There was a you know a, a specific duration of time. Normally, it'd be either three plus one days, you know, or something like that, depending on the rules within each individual country. Okay. So what happened is during the period where um, the checks are being verified, validated, that okay, it's a valid check. Oh, does the, the person, you know, in the other bank actually have that money when you pay it in? Okay. They actually have that money, you know, and it won't take their account into overdraft or things like that. That money, the actual value of that money would sit in the bank still until all those things were verified, cleared, and then the money was sent. During that time, the bank could make money overnight and loan that money to another financial institution and make income. Okay, either to another financial institution or um, a big financial player. Okay, so they made money through various products, basic products, for example, like that. But now checks are going out. And basically, people hardly ever use checks now. People want instantaneous value. So things like that, again, where money made from that has also been eroded. So banks have a challenge. Okay, so we talked about the challenge for banks. Okay. I personally feel that a large part of the banking infrastructure in various countries, especially the clearing infrastructure, okay, for financial transactions, has to change. And the, the only current solution for that, so now we're not even talking about the part of the banking system where the customer walks in. We're talking about the, the entire backend infrastructure, okay? Because if you look at reduction, okay, in revenue, Okay, because people want things faster. Okay, you look at reduction in revenue because we now have pay to pay. Okay, where I can just send you money. Okay, without MoneyGram or anyone else or Visa or the banks. Okay, they're all making less Absolutely. revenue. Okay, yeah. now we're now in a world where the interest rates which banks can charge are reduced. So first of all, they have less currency, okay, to use to generate income for themselves. But now they have a lower interest rate to generate income on that volume of money. They are not happy. They're not. So this is a challenge a lot of financial institutions face, okay? Right. And I have, you know, I've, I've worked in various financial institutions, okay? So I understand this. And what happened is in one of the institutions where I was hired as a consultant, I designed... Um, Part of you know part of the banking system yeah. you know i designed and the developers they you know they developed it where what would happen is it would try to solve or reduce the challenge that the banks had because what was happening is interest rates are so low okay but the banks still would charge the customer for transactions so the question is care not taken the banks will be charging the customer for transactions and the value of the charges will be higher than the interest that's paid to the customer on the same account. So basically, you'd be paying the bank to keep your money. That is happening. I can yes. tell you that for free. It yes, is. but but there's a difference between negative interest rates okay. and charges. That's another separate kettle of fish. Right. <laughs> These are just the charges. Huh. 
on their account. So you've mentioned that because we do have negative interest rates in certain countries mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I know, I think, you know, it started in Germany, I think, or, you know, uh, yeah, Germany and another, I think one of the other European countries. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's a separate instance from the charges. So what happens is that the system that I designed was such that every morning it would look at all the transactions. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then there was a way the bank could say, oh, this person says that this payment is urgent. So it needs to go out today. If it's not urgent, it can go out today plus one day. If, you know, there's no rush, it can go today plus two days. Yeah. Okay. So it had a priority ranking. So what happened every day, it looks at all the transactions that are supposed to go out today. Okay. And every day, you know, the system updates the date to know which should go today. It looks at all of them, sorts them from the smallest ones, okay, to, to the largest that can go within the cheapest function that the bank can use to make payments out, which was BACs. I see. Then once the limit for that bank, okay, has been completed, it goes to the next most expensive channel. Okay, and it looks at, oh, is this person, can this person afford it? Did they put the priority on it? Let's go. If they can't, their payment goes to the next day. And cool. But this, all of this basically was just so that it was easier for the bank to keep the costs, their costs down. Yeah. So that they didn't have to pass so much of a cost to the end client. My system isn't plugged in. Okay. Just so we don't lose connection. Yeah, so, okay. <laughs> so you don't yes. disappear from the screen. Yeah, don't disappear. You know, <laughs> and we think that, you know, somebody's you know, wants to take the money you've just transferred to me. <laughs> so so because of that, it shows mm-hmm. that in line with the larger economic challenges that each country is facing and the financial institutions and the issues with, you know, facing around the world with low interest rates, mm-hmm. banking infrastructure needs to change to accommodate this. Now, if the whole entire, if largely the banking infrastructure, okay, changed and they were using blockchain technology, yeah. where yeah. the cost of transactions is a fraction mm. of the cost that is now, that challenge would be less. So from a technological perspective, I personally think that banks and, you know, um, banking infrastructure needs a review in itself. Okay. Now we go. Do they know this or no? I believe that various persons are aware they should know, even if they haven't thought it through. But for the fact that I, I, you know, I needed to design, it was good to design that kind of thing for that financial institution which yeah. was a small financial institution shows that they're likely not the only, they're not the, going to be the only financial institutions, you know, institution suffering that dilemma. Gotcha. It just happened to be the one that I worked in and happened right. to solve that challenge for, or help with that challenge. Okay. But this is, you know, an issue, interest rate issues, low interest rates are an issue for everyone. Okay. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good. So now that's the backdrop. Okay. For the, of the bank, one of the bank's issues from a technological, technological, perspective and a mac- uh, macroeconomic perspective mm-hmm. okay so now let's let's come to a micro perspective now okay now apart from less funds now going through banks 
okay? And that will increase as we go, you know, into the future. What happens is outside of banking, okay, we now have what's called DeFi, decentralized finance, okay? Where the banks are offering you 1% or 2% and you can make anywhere between 20%, okay? And 82,000, I actually wrote this down this morning, 82,000, 621 percent say that again <laughs> so, say, say that again. okay okay so what happens again banks are operating within the current regulatory structure okay mm-hmm. and macroeconomic thesis you know and happenings where interest rates are low mm-hmm. okay so therefore the banks will always only will offer you less interest than the interest rate that they make it's just logic otherwise they would not be in business okay so that's within the formal recognized centralized banking system now if we go to the decentralized banking system okay depending on where you deposit your funds you can make multiple many multiples of that interest okay some depend on the cryptocurrency you have and the platform where you deposit it okay right. now this is what we refer to as decentralized banking de- decentralized finance DeFi. okay and if you type maybe after if you check for example so we have um what what we would say are more um would i say more tested yes let's say more tested and possibly quote-unquote safer platforms okay where for example celsius okay is is to an extent a centralized institution okay but adopt you know applying you know blockchain technologies and everything and you have products loan products which you can get interest far higher than the banks okay so you have various you know there's Aave okay there's compound okay these have been around these have been around longer okay and then you have the more experimental ones okay such as tomb okay which offers you several hundred percent i think it's maybe 2400 or something i can't remember the last number percent okay um but you have to stake them okay you have to stake them so we're going to talk about those are the things for discussion at a later date now but you have even the more experimental ones such as uh wonderland okay which uses time crypto and the um, the rate you know i just i checked just before you know we started the interest rate was 82,621 21 spot 2 percent and it does compounded daily compounded interest so after every couple of hours it calculates the interest okay it compounds and this it is <laughs> yes <laughs> in fact your face has a very wonderful expression right now oh. <laughs> But wow. these are more, these are more experimental. Now the whole understanding around these things are all of 
most of what we see in DeFi, decentralized finance, runs on blockchain technology, okay? And is governed by smart contracts, not human beings. The world of uh, cryptocurrencies, um, decentralized finance, okay, um, is really governed around trustless transactions where I don't need to know you, yeah. you don't need to know me, but it's governed by the law of code. As long as it meets the code requirements, okay, then the definition of that transaction, okay, as doable will take place. Therefore, some person can't be biased towards your company, or maybe the you know um, they're not sure. It's just basically plain like black and white. There are the risks of where the 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 the, the greatest risk to DeFi and to investments and currencies, cryptocurrencies in the world of the decentralized, okay, and blockchain are um, hacks or bugs within smart contracts. Okay, but you also have institutions which ensure you can take out insurance against that also. So you can both stake your money, okay, your funds on the blockchain, okay, on some of these platforms, and you can also take out insurance on the blockchain. This is new, the insurance bits. No. Or have they been around for some time? They've been around, you know, for some time. It's just that because it's not as exciting and some of the other it's things not, going it's on. It's not quite popular. So, uh, it's not popular. Yeah. So some of them are under the radar, but you can. And some of the places where you um, stake your money, they may have inbuilt insurance. Such as All Binance? No, 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 no. The Binance is different. I'm not sure. I haven't looked at any of Binance's um, DeFi products, okay. you know, um, and they definitely, if they have, would not be paying on the scale of some okay. of these other you know, platforms and things like gotcha. that. Binance really isn't known for um, for DeFi. I see. And Binance isn't actually, people feel Binance isn't really truly decentralized. Gotcha. Okay. You know, um, and there are various reasons for that. Okay. So for example, when you transfer your funds, okay, from your wallet, which is decentralized to mm -hmm. Binance, it goes into their account they hold it it's not your keys so that's for example right. like on many exchanges if Binance went down fully today boom. everything is gone yeah yes let's assume you know and they, and well Binance has been good in the past when they were hacked you know substantially they took that on mm -hmm. you know um, nobody lost money they made sure that you know people who had the coins could not lose their yeah. you know their value which was you know good of them um but a lot of other exchanges have just gone and so we've never really been sure whether they were actually hacked or it was an inside job or they, or they disappeared <laughs> exactly okay so these are part of the reason why you know regulations and other things like that are important okay mm -hmm. so we've talked about some of these other challenges and codes so let's talk a little bit more about DeFi. so we we understand the banks mm -hmm. we understand the challenge some of the challenges we understand the governments mm -hmm. we understand one of the reasons, some of the reasons why cryptocurrencies were birthed. So, imagine in a world where you worked for your money, okay? You were paid, the money went to your 
your wallet, your your bank, which you carried yeah. around with you. Okay, yeah. it would mean that if a bank went down, like in the last credit crunch crisis, you would not lose your money. Your money's money. gone. Yes, your money's gone. But if your money was in your pocket, it would be with you. It would be with you. That's number one. Number two. In many countries that are paid in currencies that are low value compared to the dollar or to the pound, you know, or more global currencies, you tend to find that that devaluation of those other currencies happens faster. E.g. Venezuelan currency, e.g. the Naira. Okay. So one of the challenges that governments have is every government wants everybody in their country to hold currencies in the in the in the notes or denominations of their current of their country okay now you get paid you can send all your money okay immediately you get paid and convert it to us dollar without having to go through all the challenges okay well not us dollar directly but us um a peg stable coin such as us dollar okay uh, so as such as um usdt usdc okay or even the binance one which are pegged to the dollar yeah you can immediately buy a cryptocurrency okay put your money in exchange buy a cryptocurrency convert to one of these stable coins which in effect because they're tagged supposed to be pegged to the dollar mm -hmm. basically means that you are holding foreign currency of a nation that has a stronger economic dispensation than your own country. So where, for example, in your country, if the devaluation is going down faster, you don't want the value of in your money of your money to go down at that rate. So you keep it in USDT or USDC, or better, the safest thing is to keep it in a in a dollar peg stable coin, okay, which is regulated. Okay, and not one which is potentially not regulated. Okay, but there's a whole school new school of thought about um, how that. Yeah. <laughs> should you stay in Luna UST or should you stay in USDT? The the move now is going towards Luna UST. Okay, which isn't backed by dollars. And is Luna UST called LUST? No. <laughs> no. Funny enough, it's not. It's just called UST. Okay. It's an algorithmic stablecoin. Right. Okay. So, but that's that's something for discussion later. So, this empowers each individual okay. now to have a domiciliary account, which is what it's often called in certain countries, yes. without going through all the rigmarole you would go when you go to a bank to open a domiciliary foreign currency account. Which can be a pain, but a phenomenal pain. Yeah. With charges, mm -hmm. you don't have charges. If you hold UST in your wallet, it's just in your wallet. No bank can charge you yeah. for it. Yeah. So, so we now see from so that's an example that now shows you some of the pressure now being put on not just the banks but the governments. See. And every government wants control of its currency. This is another reason why. China, which is more a controlled state, okay, is very much against Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Mm. Okay, we can see the escalating impact of you know of it on a on a country which is 
has a, um, an authoritarian controlled nature more than a democratic one. Okay, which is why you see that FUD, you know, or issues of control continue to come out of China. Okay, but I just said that to give a heightened example of the challenges that the country may face yeah. as a result. Okay, so let's 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 touch on. Um, um, I wanted to. Oh yes. So let's give an example, an interesting example that just happened. Okay, it's just you know been on the news. Okay, and um, which um, has been happening for the past six weeks. Mm-hmm. that people know so um we know that um whatsapp okay is literally everybody has whatsapp yeah whatsapp basically disrupted the telecoms industry hugely. absolutely you absolutely. can call you can text free of charge but of course it's not free you just need to have internet but uh, internet yes but basically it rides off the back of internet free okay yeah so for a lot and we know that um facebook or Meta, which is now called, mm-hmm. okay, owns uh, WhatsApp. Absolutely, yeah. Good. Now, part of the progression of what's happening in the future is like we can see that Facebook, which is a business, it's a social media networking company, has changed itself, rebranded as a metaverse company. Okay, a rethink. Well, in, in, according to Mark Zuckerberg, not necessarily a rethink, but basically a progression. A progression, yeah. yeah. Okay, but not a rethink because it's it's all it's just an advanced form of uh, having people socialize, but in the metaverse. Yeah. Okay, and more interactively. Okay, so that was a slight digression, but we come back. So. Okay, I was just about. But, <laughs> yes, but it wasn't important yeah. that you know it wasn't important. So we're now at the point where we Facebook, okay. Um, have launched via WhatsApp a digital payment system. Yes, so it's been running for six weeks at the moment. It's just you know within um, a couple of um, a select you know scope of people within the US. What is it using called? It. It's called Novi. So you can access. So the, it, it's done through an app called Novi, Novi Wallet. Okay. N O V I. NOVR, yes, but you can access it via WhatsApp, but it's only accessible to certain groups or certain um, limited scope within the US. Okay. It originally was supposed to be US and Guatemala. Okay, but. Um, and this just function- happened in the last six weeks, literally in November. Yes. yes. Okay, interesting. Yes. So it's, it's like a pilot, basically, it's a pilot. Okay, they were, and you can basically transmit US, um, USDP, mm-hmm. okay, which is uh, PAX USD, you know, that means by uh, Paxos, the company Paxos. Okay, so Paxos have had, you know, their own stable currency and stuff for a while. So this is USDP, Paxos. Okay. So you can transmit. So basically, it's like you basically send, um, you transfer the money in a way that it's similar to an attachment. You just add an attachment, you send to somebody. Okay? There are basically no fees for holding the, the currency. Which you, there's no fees for transmission. You don't pay. When you when, when you send me an attachment, you don't pay. When I send you an attachment, I don't pay. Okay? 
So this is something which is currently, you know, in pilot. Now you can imagine, can you imagine? So is in China, the US they have- government worried about this? Because I know Facebook was going to have some sort of- um, Libra corporation before. Sorry, say that again? No, Facebook was looking to have some coin at some point. I can't remember the- Yes, Libra, it was, was a Libra. Yes. Libra, that's the one. And wasn't that just like, you know, wasn't allowed or something? I don't know, because yes. there was yes. some- Basically Congress. Mark Zuckerberg becoming way too powerful or something. After. Yes. That was one, but and also because of the past history of Facebook, with regards to you know violation data. of you know yeah. data things like that. So you know he, which is one of the reasons why he didn't lead that. He had you know he he wasn't the face of that gotcha. company and and why they registered it. I believe in Switzerland gotcha. at the time. Right. Do you understand? So they they factored that and tried to come from a different angle. And that, but then basically the U.S. Senate, you know indirectly shut it down they were not happy with it and they raised so many issues at senate hearings so so now and they have raised it again recently um um this last week you know there was a, there was a senate hearing where um a number of um senators raised questions and they invited a number of people you know from the crypto world one of them was um sam sam bankman freedom freeman um, so Sam is um, a built FTX. Okay. Solana. Yeah. Okay. Almighty Sam. Solana. Yeah, Almighty Solana. <laughs> yeah, your favorite coin because it's gone through the roof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you kept it. Yeah, exactly. So Sam, <laughs> Sam Bankman, he he was there. You know, there's um, a video on what he wore, and, but but you know, let's not go in there. You know, <laughs> he he came in like a true geek, crypto geek. <laughs> You know, with backpack and everything, you know. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of memes on the on the internet, you know, right. with regards to that at the moment. And cool. So they came in, you know, and there was this discussion. And one of the senators who had been involved in the Libra conversation and the Libra hearing, you know, on the committee, she mentioned how, you know, they had managed to, um, quote unquote, should I say dissuade? you know, um, yeah, basically dissuade um, Libra from taking off and some of the corporations which, you know, were going to be part of that consortium pulled out at that time. That's basically what happened after all the hearings and some of the things that were raised and everything and possibly the pressures, um, a call number of the consortiums involved for that were to be involved in Libra exited. So that kind of, you know, caused it to fizzle. So this is basically, look at it as a reroute you know, on Facebook doing a reroute. But in a way, this may actually, you know, be to their benefit. So for example, we now have WhatsApp, which everybody uses, everybody. It's different from like WeChat, which in China is used and used for payments also, that even on the, on the street, I'm, I'm told that, you know, even hawkers on the street who hawk goods, you know, and people who have their little pop-up shops, all of them, you know, from the young to okay used yeah. but that's internal you know more in china but now we have whatsapp that everybody uses so you have now a global tool that now allows a medium of exchange of cash peer-to-peer -peer for everyone can you imagine what's going to happen to the likes of money transfer western union and all of them? out of business it's out actually 
basically, yes. You know, and they refuse to get on the bandwagon early. So that is an example of the pressures on certain institutions that handle money and their benefits. Okay, because now we have a technology that allows us, okay, based on just technology and code, without me knowing you, to just do a transaction without any third party or third party fee. Also, it means that a lot of money which is sent to from developed nations to underdeveloped nations to help families, you know, that you know people send money to their families back home. Yeah. Okay, will now be done digitally free for charge, free of charge. Even currently, if that's where all these institutions were making money from. I mean, the the money transfer, the Western unions, and yeah, the banks. When you transfer money, even before the like banks. the Western Union, yeah. and the banks, now you don't need them. So again, another effect on. Well, I think this, this this things, yeah, will take more effect in the Western world. Quickly, okay. as opposed to some, you know, uh, developing nations. For example, I could use Nigeria as an example. I could use Angola. I could use Venezuela. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's an actually point. a tricky one because, I mean, in the last conversation we had, you know, I did mention that during the SARS movement and all of that, when the banks were, again, that's part of what we're talking about, the centralized, centralization yes. of, you know, money, yeah. funds and all of that, that was stifled. And, you know, these kids decided to just raise funds via cryptocurrencies, basically, to just, you know, to help themselves to feed and all of that, because, you know, get accounts where we're blocked out. So, um, yeah. But maybe Nigeria is not a good example. Maybe for the African nations, probably. And no one should come for me. Well. <laughs> okay. So this is this is the interesting this is the interesting um, thing about um, the whole new dispensation. Yeah. It is it is both about the currency, but mm -hmm. also the underlying technology, yeah. blockchain. Yeah. You know. But not just even blockchain, but the evolutions of blockchain. So you have blockchain technology, you have um, um, I was going to say you have DAG uh -huh. technology, okay, which is slightly different, but performs similar functionality, okay, but it's faster than blockchain, than traditional blockchains. And then you have on top of that, you have the layer twos um, and a new one, which is, you know, going to increase that speed to more practical levels okay which are roll-ups such as um optimistic roll-ups and zk roll-ups which we'll roll yeah. yeah which we'll talk about in you know um, other time. sessions yeah yes. the idea is this one of the things which this does is it empowers so a large portion of the world still do not have bank accounts but everybody literally has a mobile phone true 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 that's that so correct, yeah. Yes. So indirectly, literally everybody can have their own bank account on their on their phone. So this then addresses an immediate issue in a lot of these underdeveloped countries. Therefore, the interest and take up at a point in time will go through the roof. Mm -hmm. And this is why, for example, in countries like Nigeria, it's found that Nigeria when they did the Google searches and analysis that Nigeria is one of the top countries, or I'll say Nigeria is one of the countries that has the highest 
rate of searches for Bitcoin and blockchain? Num number two, actually. Oh, number, number two. Yes, is number two, yeah. Number two, thank you. It's number two to thank the you. US. Exactly. <laughs> that That's how positively aggressive Nigerians are with regards to that. But also remember that they're suffering um, deflation of a currency. Absolutely, yeah. There's unemployment mm -hmm. affecting people, okay? There's um, lack of infrastructure in various places. So for example, electricity. But once you've charged your phone, you're good for the day. It's also a country where a lot of people have members of their family, siblings, that have traveled abroad to seek, you know, better opportunities. For example, like yourself, myself, various other people. And what's happened, we've, you know, we've, they've worked hard, okay, studied, done various things, and moved abroad. And frequently, we transfer money back. So now, all the money that we should transfer back, okay, can actually be transferred free of charge. So the currencies and the technologies have literally helped to resolve these issues. Mm -hmm. So therefore, and these are issues which, these are, these are desires, needs, requirements, which people in the developed world don't necessarily have a need for. Yeah. So therefore, the rate of uptake in those in some of those countries will increase phenomenally based on these issues, which differ from the reasons why people in developed countries will have an uptake. People in developed countries will do the uptake because it's been found out that I think now there's an increase in the number of millennials in America who are considering quitting their normal jobs to go into crypto business. Mm -hmm. I mean. There's no surprise there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so, but you see, they're doing it to go into that business. Whereas in these other countries, and I, I've, I've worked in Nigeria. Okay. Um, I used to be head of software development for one of the banks. So I've okay. seen some of these things firsthand. Um, I've consulted in Kenya. Yeah. I've been in Kenya several occasions. And they have, in Kenya, they have uh, one of the most phenomenal and largest micro um micro loan schemes that you can find anywhere where they try to get um, loans into the hands of uh rural people um one man's small businesses to grow their businesses okay now imagine all these small loans now being done on an infrastructure and a technology which is a fraction you know that lends a fraction of the cost to the end person, which is the whole purpose of empowering the end customer. Yeah. So their rate of uptake will eventually, would ex at a point, will explode. We're still early. We're not as early as maybe for last year or two years ago, because now all the institutions that said, we're not touching Bitcoin, we're not touching cryptos, we're not touching um, that technology. It's all for dodgy people. Visa, now <laughs> everybody, it's a race. Everybody exactly. wants a part of the, of the pie. Yeah. You understand? So, so this brings us onto the, the part of the requirement for the mass use, both in developed countries as well as underdeveloped countries. Oh, developed countries yeah. Now, imagine. Now, another thing, 
a lot of these people that you mentioned, like, okay, um, these underdeveloped countries, mm-hmm. maybe you know, their uptake isn't so much, yeah. but they all have WhatsApp. They do, yeah. So imagine when even the in wallet, the villages, they do. even in the villages, because yeah. we use it to talk to each other, we use it to send messages. Yeah, absolutely. My 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 my, my late mom's friend, mm-hmm. her daughter was showing her how to use the video on WhatsApp, hmm. so that we could talk. Yeah. yeah. Now imagine WhatsApp, she knows how to use WhatsApp and I want to just send her money to say thank you, you know, for certain things you've done for me, you know, mm-hmm. you know, standing in as like, you know, my mom, you know, mm-hmm. for certain things and looking after stuff since she's late and boom, yeah. she's got it straight. Yeah. yeah. So this is where it's going to be. These are, these are avenues that will onboard the masses. Okay. Now. DeFi, back to DeFi, quickly. So DeFi, in order to again understand, so we touched on DeFi, you know, mm-hmm. in order to understand decentralized finance a bit more, yeah, it's we have to understand a little bit more about the basics of DeFi. Because I know I've mentioned some crazy interest rates, okay? Uh, we just don't have the time today. Otherwise, I'd actually, you know, show you, you know, on the screen, um, the actual interest rate on Wonderland as at now. Right. You know, but at least the, the 82,621 spot two, which I've mentioned, is yeah. um, just before we started. Um, <laughs> it does go up and down, it fluctuates. All these, okay. some of these the rates, you know, do fluctuate. But that is just an incredible, which is, so these, like I said, they're the more experimental, mm-hmm. you know, and people have been hacked and rug pulled, you know, on some other experimental things. So it is, it tends to be risky okay. you know it's, it's important to put it out there that especially in for protocols we call them you know we refer to them as like protocols um it's it's important not to put too much or just put especially if you're earning that kind of crazy interest imagine just putting 500 pounds there and leaving it for a year Again, financial advice. I think this is very yes. important to state. Not financial advice, yes. Not, Not financial, financial advice. advice. But, you know, the safe thing would be, oh, if you leave it in there, go and check it once in a while. Once it's more than, let's say, three times or double more than what you put in, just take out your initial money. So if somebody hacks it, if something, something goes wrong, your money is back. Yeah, yeah. You understand? And some of these protocols, they do, what happens with them is that they are kind of still a bit complicated for people to understand and go through the pains of what do I do to do this? How do I put this on this? How do I stake this? And all of that. Eventually, what will happen is those things will become simplified. It's just like how the internet was. When people initially used the internet, you probably had to be an elite. If you wanted to do a website before, you'd hire a developer. Now people just have packages like WordPress. You can literally, anybody can do it. Okay, because there's been an abstraction was referred to as an abstraction of the complicated layers you know and a simplification for the end user to do and all the stuff that developers used to do is now done or is automated behind in code mm-hmm. okay so basically the whole thing and this is a similar thing with what's going to happen with um DeFi. and DeFi is one of the things that scares many governments mm-hmm. first it scares the banks yeah. and it scares governments okay Another phenomenal thing about this whole wave 
this whole wave. And I think I want to mention before we touch on even the basics of DeFi is that the idea is, was to empower the, average, the everyday average. person. Yes. yes, that's it. To that's empower the everyday yeah. person where they have more chance mm-hmm. to make money, own it, and keep it. Make money, mm-hmm. in fact, it should actually be make money, change their lives, possibly change the next generation's lives, and keep it also. One example of this is when a number of things are being launched, like for example, if you were a new company doing IPO, you know, on the stock markets and things like yeah. that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or if you're going to be a seed round investor, that's even better. If you're going to be a seed round investor in any corporation, you know, if you're going to be an angel investor, you'd have to be accredited before you could invest, which means that you would already have, you'd have, you'd have been rich. Gotcha before you be an accredited investor i think in in the states you either have to show an income of about a million dollars a year or two million i think it's a million dollars you know a certain amount of continual wealth so therefore if the company went down you were still okay that was the consideration so that meant that only the rich got to invest in new things new companies at the ground level of seed investor now all of us literally have the potential to invest in new protocols when they start. Like, for example, you managed to get Luna early. Maybe not as early as some, but you got in. Just then, it didn't have to be worth, you know, millions already. So now, the the, 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 the playing field, because what used to happen is the rich got richer and the poor stayed poor. Yeah. And then only the few that broke through to the middle ground and some of the middle ground broke through to the rich. Yeah. Okay, so the disparity was much more. And this is why, again, we keep hearing the, the, the term that is said a lot of times, in, you know, by YouTubers that it's the greatest, you know, um, season of wealth transfer. People felt before gold and silver would be the greatest transfer because you can see now that money's being devalued, gold is up, but that's, that's small, almost myopic, compared to the wealth transfer that is currently feasible. If you're able to invest in a new product, a new protocol early in a decentralized world, I mean, some of the products, Binance, um, Ethereum, all they've gone up a thousand X. Some have gone up 3,000, 5,000 X, which meant if you, in your small country had only put in 500 naira and it has gone up yeah it's gone up 500,000 x or gone up financial advice people (laughs) no financial advice but because again it's not easy to do let's not kill ourselves people say this oh jump into the no you have to research each one do your own research you have to do your own research (laughs) and and the idea is you need to spread your seeds because some of them will fail. You get scammed on some, okay? Some are just rubbish and will flop, Yeah. yeah. okay? Um, some are great and you need money, you sell out early because you have to survive, Yeah. yeah. you know? And another thing is, it's possible. Like now we go into what's the, maybe a beer market, you know, all the, the you know, there's a, a, a global crisis and, you know, stock markets tank. And your cryptos tank. Mm. 
you understand? Or seed investors. That's something, that's something we actually need to talk about at some point. Um, yeah. The 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 marriage between you know uh, the stock market and crypto market because there's yeah. there's that issue of when stock tanks, crypto sort of yeah. booms and why that is. We definitely need to touch up on that topic maybe during the next, uh, yes. next session. Yeah. Next session. And so when we look at all those things, okay, we understand more, you know, where the, the why it's so empowering this new decentralized world and then DeFi, where we don't have to just take one percent from a bank yeah if we're willing to take the risk on the other side in a decentralized world and potentially earn much more than that and things like that so i don't know if um we still have time to finish DeFi. or i mean DeFi is quite large so i think we should uh probably continue during our next uh, session okay so yeah, in our next session it's quite we'll a talk large about... topic uh, I, it I is i believe the listeners and the viewers probably have learned a fair bit but there's <laughs> honestly there's so much to learn on decentralized finance it's it's humongous um, it is yeah it's humongous yeah, yeah. Right, so great so what we'll do is um next time you know um like you know we said um we'll talk about um well, we've actually touched on, you know, DeFi. We've introduced we it and talked a bit more about it. Same way we talked about currencies and we went back a little bit. And then mm-hmm. before moving forward, we'll just go back a little bit and then move forward, you know, um, with you know, a bit of DeFi and then talk about NFTs and some other. Yes, yes. NFT is super important. There's a lot of conversations around that. And then we will touch on the rest as well, which is, you know, yeah. rest of the technologies, the ZK rollups and all of that. and. Mm-hmm. This, as you say, uh, there may be more ad- uh, uh, adoption. Not that there may be more; there will be more adoption for developing nations, especially because they are the ones that have this, you know, uh, challenges with um, the, col- the, the 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 currency value. You know, value. Yes. You know, the naira. There's the Zambian dollars. I do- Let's not even get there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not even get there. You know, so. So yes, a lot of these countries in, I'll say within Africa, uh, would really help. And we also need to talk about ADA because ADA is having some conversation, not conversation, some um, uh, uh, relationship with some African countries, Ethiopia, I think, and I don't know okay. another country. Yes. So ADA, yes, that's they, Cardano, isn't it? So yes, that is true. They they have a why that's even a thing. Why? Uh, I can't remember his name now. The guy who used to be part of Ethereum and has started, you know, Cardano. Why he's decided to go with, you know, Charles Hoskins. I'm sorry. Charles Hoskins. That's his name. Yes. Uh huh. So he's got to. Have okay. His- no. So, yeah. so I can quickly answer that. So yeah. you had um, three guys. Um, Vitalik. Oh, right. But Vitalik, Charles Hoskins, and mm-hmm. oh, his name has just skipped me now. Um, the the the, the founder of uh, Polkadot. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Sorry, his name has skipped me now. Uh, but anyway, so the three guys, you know, were doing their thing. But eventually, each one went their separate ways, and each one is attempting to solve the issue of um, um, allowing um, blockchain technology and usage to reach the mass audience. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what's happening in the case of um, Ada and Polkadot is they've taken separate, different approaches 
than Ethereum to try to solve this issue and also do it in a way where, so Ethereum had already started. So Ethereum is like after grandpa Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ethereum is like uncle Ethereum. Yeah. Okay. It's like literally the first of its, it was literally its it's the first alternative coin, isn't it? And well, I wouldn't say... Okay, so the main one of the main reasons for Ethereum is that Bitcoin was not a... what we refer to as a fully programmable language. Gotcha. Did not have a fully programmable language. Okay? Right. It wasn't Turing compliant. Uh-huh. Is what we refer to. And what we mean by that is that you couldn't get Bitcoin to do for example smart contracts you couldn't do various types of coding mm -hmm. you know with it because its language set wasn't robust enough and when the, um, the the body around bitcoin okay the governance around bitcoin were like okay we don't want to change bitcoin bitcoin was meant to be secure it is the still the literal most secure it may be slower but it's still but the, it most the most secure, secure. yeah and yeah. they wanted to keep that Okay, so when Vitalik went to them, Vitalik went to them, they were like, oh, no, 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 so it's okay, sorry, okay, you guys don't want to change Bitcoin, okay, let's, we're going, we're trying to do our own new thing, which was how Ethereum was birthed. So Ethereum is, has a complete language set, which is why all these other institutions have now built industries, and why DeFi, which, you know, started from MakerDAO, Mm -hmm. Okay, where they built products because you could program so many things onto That's it. Yeah. Now, Ada and Polkadot have simply attempted to solve the same problem, mm -hmm. but with products which were already fully built for the masses. Whereas Ethereum, you know, is being patched, you know, is being fixed along the way. It's like having um, a Volkswagen that you want to gradually remodel. Mm -hmm know till it becomes a rose yeah okay and whereas ada and um and polka dots and polka dot have said you know we're not going to take that approach we're going to go build design it from scratch mm -hmm. to be able to do what it should do for the future gotcha. okay so this is why you know they're different and each of them have different one is one is a ada is an entire blockchain of its own. Polkadot mm -hmm. is more what you might in simple terms as an interconnectivity, allow for an interconnectivity of other chains. Right. Okay, so that you can have cross-chain interaction. Cross-chain interchange and interactions. Yeah. Okay. As opposed to everybody standing separate. On their own. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So they, you know, each have taken three, there's three different approaches to solve you know to to bring this to the world interesting oh my god there's so much to learn it's no problem it's not a day's journey it's mind-blowing <laughs> it's mind-blowing so much to learn well um i'll say i'll say we 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 continue you know Another time. yes session yeah because we have a <laughs> long way to go there's so much to learn and uh, i'm sure you know when people get to view this yeah please viewers drop in your questions for bola this guy is a knowledge uh treasure trove really just dropping the questions dropping 
We're yes. waiting. We're waiting. Maybe what maybe what we should do is uh, when <laughs> questions come in next time we'll answer. We'll, we'll have like five ten minutes at the start. Yeah, and we'll answer, to answer those, those questions Absolutely. before we go on. Absolutely. So they can. Yeah. We should do that. We should do that. We should do that. Listen. Well, looking out for you guys because this is not <laughs> <laughs> he's looking out for you guys so yeah this is interesting um i i i have learned a lot i had no idea about this novi situation uh which is on a pile of face i didn't know about wonderland and the eighty-two thousand plus percent <laughs> you see my face when you mentioned it i was like huh? what but there's, there's there's others there's tomb there's abacadabra money there's abacadabra Oh my God, I'm lost. <laughs> there's spell, there's, yeah, others. Again, for those of you listening, not financial advice, DIY, do your own research. Yeah, I've lost, I, I know what I've lost. Yeah, yeah she's like, DIY, is that a coin? I'm like, eh, do your own research. <laughs> not, Bing did not tell you anything. Do your own research. <laughs> Neither did Bola tell you anything. We're just sharing our own experiences um and our own you know interest i believe i believe for a while it is the future um and i believe it both as somebody who you know likes it but also as a technology person i've always been a technology person i was a you know developer analyst senior developer lead um developer lead analyst you know and all of that so even from that perspective i i, I believe it is the future yeah and it's already here now anyway it is All right. <laughs> it's the present and the future. It's the present Hola. and the future. Yeah. Thank you so, so much for your time today. Thank okay. you. There's no way we can even finish this because again, yeah, there's still much more to to talk about. And yeah, oh my God, it's it's mind blowing. Well, thank you yeah, so yeah. much for your time. Really, really enjoyed You're welcome. It. Yeah. You're welcome. And yeah, listeners, we're waiting for your questions. We're waiting for your comments. Uh, bring it in. Uh, we will be answering your questions and comments when we receive. I mean, please bring them in, and we would we would answer them to the best uh, of our ability. I mean, you've got Wola here, so there's no. Uh, I won't bad. have all the answers, but I would try. <laughs> okay. So yeah, big thanks to you all, and yes, until next time, it's Bing from Blue Citron. Thank you so much, and it's great having you here, Bola. So thank you, thank you. My pleasure. Have a lovely thank you. day. Thank you. you too. Bye. Bye.